What up, what up, King James Gossip listeners? We're back for the first part of our two-episode pod this week. So with that said, I'm rejoined by uh, Jared and Kyle Hesketh. How are you guys doing? Good. Phenomenal. We're going to go over some of the games. We're going to preview some of the games. Check out the six or seven questions in our mailbag. And uh, I think our main topic is going to be Kevin Love. What his absence is going to mean for the rotation and for the next couple months. And uh, we're going to get into all that. So hopefully this will be a great informational pod for you guys. All right. So our first game this past week, we played and beat Indiana by seven. Do you guys remember? I think I remember watching that game, but I don't remember much from it. I remember we had a pretty big lead and lost it. Anything else stand out? Uh, I don't remember much from that game. Oh. I do remember I was glad we finally won. That was the game JR had 23 points, correct? Ooh, yes. Yep. That was the JR yeah. Smith's miracle game. Right. I do remember that game. He played really well. Um, seven threes, maybe? Yes. Yeah. No, six or seven. Seven of 13 from three. Yes, um, that was all around. That was a good game for him. Probably yeah. the best one all season, easy. Right. Oh, without question. Solid game. But so I think next, we did have a big lead and then we blew it again. But yeah, I thought we were up like twenty, but that's that's almost uh, that's almost that's, how we that's roll routine. now. That's routine. We had right, uh, so. we had twenty assists in the first half. Ended up having seven assists in the second half. We had five turnovers in the first half and added fifteen more in the second half. Oh, I do remember that game. 21. We had twenty-one turnovers. We could not close it out in the fourth quarter. I do remember Austin Carr. But wasn't there wasn't us. there like a portion where we went like five, six turnovers in a row, but they also went like they just couldn't really make a shot. Right, but we could not like it. It looked like we were scared to win. <laughs> it's kind of like how we keep losing and Boston keeps losing. Yeah, if you want to make an analogy for that. All right, so our second game was a 17-point win over Detroit. And I'm pretty confident we put it on at the end, but we were about to lose this lead too at one point, right? Um, no, to start the game, we played very bad. Uh, I mean, obviously, Anthony Tolliver went off at 20 points, 15 in the first half. MVP. Yeah, he, he was literally hitting every three he could. Even, I mean, you let him get open a couple times, he's obviously going to start hitting contested threes as well. Which. Just to add in, we also played against Tobias Harris in probably his last game as a Piston. Right. That's that's just f- fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything else from that game? 17-point win? J.R. Smith, 4 for 7 from 3. Yeah, he looked pretty good. This was the game where IT sat out the whole fourth quarter, and I think we had the lineup of LeBron, Jay Crowder, Jeff Green, um, and then I forget the other two, but that lineup was working. Well, Channing Fry was, was in Channing, there as well. Channing Fry, and maybe Swish. No, it was Kyle. It was Kyle. It was Kyle Corbin. Yep. That was a good lineup. And did we use it next game? No, we did not. Granted, Kevin Love did get hurt four minutes into mm-hmm. the next game. Yep, that is exactly how those went down. So then, 
the 11 point loss to Detroit. That was yesterday, and we were close for the majority. We had the lead for the majority, or it was like five points either way. And then we just Ish Smith. I I remember uh, I was watching this game with my brother, and Ish Smith hit two straight shots over LeBron. Yep, and then Reggie Bullock came down the court and then smacked a three in LeBron's mouth. Basically, all five of their starters had 20 points. And that's not a good sign. And this was without Tobias Harris. Correct. Avery Bradley. Correct. And Boban. When Stanley Johnson puts up 26 on you, I'm not positive, but I'd lay a bet that's a season high for him. It was No, it wasn't a season high. It was a career high. I mean, their bench only put up 17, so... Well, Congrats. every starter every starter had 20 points except for Is Smith. And he had and 19. He had 19. <laughs> right. And they all shot, three of them shot over 60%. Like, we're just not, we're not winning when that's happening. Nope. And to add to that, in every game we played, we gave up over 104 points. And in every game we played, we were also outshot. So in our next episode, we're going to go over trades, a lot of trades. And I think... That's going to be one thing that we noticed from, I think Jared's takes were that we need DeAndre Jordan, and I was kind of against it. And that kind of resounds to how we do need DeAndre, kind of going against myself there. Right. All right, so there's our game recaps. Not not the prettiest thing ever, but we went 2-1 and one in the week, which was a lot more uh, positive than some of the other weeks we've seen. So we do now know that Kevin Love is out six to eight weeks. Let's assume it's on the latter end of that. It'll be eight weeks. That means he returns early April. That means that the playoffs start mid-April. That means that we have two weeks with Kevin Love before the playoffs and after his injury. Is that a problem? Do you foresee that being an issue? Uh, I do. I see that being an issue because Kevin Love got hurt last year. Uh, before the playoffs started, actually around the same time, I think. Yeah, he missed the All Star game last he year. He missed too. the All Star game last year. Um, so I think it's going to be an issue because we saw that when he came back, obviously he put up great numbers in the playoffs. He played phenomenally, and then once we got to the Golden State game or the Golden State series, he played okay. Uh, he played a lot better than the first year he played in the finals. He put up sixteen and eleven, which isn't bad. But uh, we saw that Kyrie and LeBron didn't have like the same feel for. Having Kevin Love on the court, they weren't giving him the ball as much. He wasn't getting the same exact shots. So I I think, and with IT being brought back into the, into the lineup and playing more and trying to become himself again, it's good that he's going to be able to get up more shots and be able to control the offense a little bit more, a little more run with the second unit as well. I think it's going to be much harder for him to get used to playing with Kevin Love when he comes back because we all know that IT likes to t- put up shots anyways. And miss most of them. Wow. So I, I think it's going to be even more difficult for them to find that chemistry and find that uh, rapport with each other on the court. Uh, Jared, you going to add anything to that? Okay, yeah. Um, I said this right when I found out news that Kevin Love broke his hand. I said the only good thing that can come out of this is Isaiah Thomas finds his groove faster and maybe a little easier. Um, he doesn't have to def- he doesn't have to defer to Kevin Love like he he's been trying to he's been trying to he's been trying to but um, I was about to say like when has he been deferring he's, he's been trying to you can tell in this play he's he's playing passive 
and you can tell he doesn't have any confidence. So the only thing, the only good thing that can that can come out of this is Isaiah Thomas finds his groove, and that's about it. I don't see. I mean, it, it came at possibly the worst time. Um, trade de- trade deadlines coming up. We're obviously not in a good spot as a team, and we're not going to have a lot of time. Like say Isaiah Thomas, you know, finds his groove, everything's all good, and then Kevin Love comes back. And now they have to relearn how to play with each other and everything. So this is an iffy situation. But That's exactly what I was saying, right? Right. Go Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I kind of agree with that. It's I haven't really done too much research on this, but I would love to see how it's affected players in the past because I'm not sure. I think everyone knows up until this point. It's not like IT where like if IT were to get injured for six to eight weeks and have two weeks we wouldn't know how to incorporate him back into the team. But after three years of playing, you would hope that Lou would understand how to incorporate Kevin Love back into a team, especially because he's missed a lot of games before. Right, but the problem is Isaiah Thomas is going to have to find I'm not worried about LeBron or anybody else on the team figuring out how to play with them. Oh, I'm still banking on we trade IT. You are? (laughs) Not really, but I wish. He's not going anywhere. Dan Gilbert loves him. Yeah, that's that's uh that's rather disappointing, but we're we'll, we'll we'll make it through there. Yeah. So I'm going with, I think it'll have a pretty pretty good impact, because especially in the East this season, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but if we're the three seed, we're playing somebody pretty solid. We'll probably end up playing either the Bucks or the Wizards. That is a rough matchup with a recently added Kevin Love. Both those teams have stellar defensive players. Otto Porter and Giannis would both be able to do a good job on LeBron. But you got to also realize that the Wizards, if we got to play the Wizards at six, they would be in the same situation with John Wall out. Right. So they probably won't be at the six. They're going to slide for sure. If they slide... If they slide, how are the Heat? I didn't know the Heat were 29 and 21. The Heat are about to pass us for third. Oh, wow, yeah. So, and then even if we're four, we're probably playing the Bucks at five. And that yep. is, that's a tough first round. Because then we play the Bucks. Then we would play the Bucks, the Celtics, and then the Raptors. I I hear all the time that the East is bad, but that is, hell, that is a hard Three series right there. Yes. And then and then the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I mean so I Yeah, obviously then the Warriors, because I think this could be the season that Toronto plays Boston. If if we get knocked out by Boston in the Eastern Conference semis, this could be the year that somehow Toronto makes it to the finals and then gets swept. Mm-hmm. Like easy swept, but swept. And they make it nonetheless. I, I would the, say I would put my money on Boston against Toronto. That's that's definitely the thing with Boston is they don't know how their young players are gonna do in the postseason. Right, Jason like, Tatum has already hit like a wall. They're performing. Wall. Yeah, they're performing well in the regular season, but the postseason is totally different. That's yeah, the amped up defensive intensity. You don't know if Jalen Brown's gonna be able to keep doing that. I mean, you can really guarantee you're gonna get fifteen and ten from Horford, but you don't know about. Anybody besides Horford and Kyrie. Exactly. 
I think because of the situation the Cavaliers are in, I think that they're going to have to make a trade. And we're going to get into that more in the second episode, but they're in a tough spot. Just just to go back and talk about, Nathan, what you told what you said before, you want to see how other players played when uh, when Kevin Love was, was out for a little bit. So going back to that, uh, when Kyrie was playing without Kevin Love last year when he was with Cleveland, he averaged 28 points and uh, six assists. Wow. So I mean, we could That's see impressive. we could see it come back and play really well, but that I I just don't have any faith in it right now. Uh, just just how he's been playing so far. Um, so like and going back to it again, when Kevin Love eventually came back into the lineup, Kyrie went back to averaging twenty five and five. So it's not like there's a big drop off from Kyrie because he's obviously still gonna get his shots because he's Kyrie and. Kyrie's better than Isaiah Thomas. I'm starting to see that now, and I'm really upset about it. Well, it's nothing against Isaiah Thomas. If Isaiah Thomas was 6'3", he'd be phenomenal. Well, he's he's 5'9", and he's phenomenal. Give him some time, guys. So, Jared, please tell me a specific time and date when we're going to, as a whole podcast, give up on Isaiah Thomas. Okay, I will give you the specific time and date. Ready? Isaiah Thomas. Until February... 11th, 3.30 p.m. Would you like to know why? Because we're screwed even if we trade him. No, that is Because not we why. can't trade him, so we're already screwed. No, that is not why. That is, this is because the Cleveland Cavaliers are playing the Boston Celtics in Boston. And if Isaiah Thomas did not show up this game, then I have lost all faith. I'm going to tell you one thing. He won't show up that game. He's gonna ball out, Kyle. This this will this game, mark it on your calendar, will be the turning point in the Cavaliers season. And I drop the mic. Okay. All right, so that's all we really got on Kevin Love. His absence is gonna be missed. So really quickly, guys, what do you think that means for the rotation? Probably means Jay Crowder goes back in. Channing Fry takes all the second second unit big man minutes. So he'll probably jump from like Six a game to like twenty five a game. Jay Crowder will get his thirty thirty five a game. What like do you guys anticipate that going any other way? Anybody else sliding in and getting some minutes? Maybe some more to Jeff Green. Let me go first. I personally think that Channing Fry will slide into the starting rotation. He'll still only play wow. about fifteen to twenty minutes, I think. But I think they're gonna have him start just to keep that spacing that we have for it and LeBron. Uh, I think there's. Obviously, more minutes for Jeff Green, more minutes for Kyle Korver, more minutes for Jay Crowder, more minutes for D Wade, and then probably adding minutes to uh, Jetty. Maybe oh. Jetty. Jetty. Jetty might get minutes, but if the trades happen like we think they'll happen, uh, Channing Fry is gone, which leaves us with Tristan Thompson. So, I'm not really sure. I guess it all depends on if the trades actually happen. If the trades don't happen. It's uh, it's what I said about getting Fry starting and the minutes being split up between Jeff Green, Kyle Korver, Jay Crowder, Dwayne Wade, and Derrick Rose. And don't be surprised if uh, LeBron starts playing 40 minutes and IT starts playing like 40 minutes as well. I don't think that'll happen. I think I I don't think I don't think Channing Fry will start. In, or will start. The reason being is Channing Fry fits perfectly with the second unit. 
Kyle Korver cannot succeed unless Channing Fry is out there, and that has been proven when all this trade talks was happening and Channing Fry wasn't playing. Um, I think Jay Crowder will start, and I'm actually I'm actually really excited for that because we get to see how how he performs actually starting because he wasn't really he wasn't much of a starter when Kevin Love was there. He was playing like 23 minutes a game. And like Kyle, you said, he's, he's going to be playing about 30 minutes per game probably. So I'm excited to see how um, that works out between him and IT. I'm like, like I said, the only thing that can come good out of this is IT finds his rhythm. And maybe Jay Crowder becomes a little more comfortable. Um, I think a lot of the minutes will, will go to Jay Crowder, Channing Fry, Jeff Green, um, maybe Jetty. But this, it'll, be, it'll, be in, it'll be interesting to see how uh, we play without Kevin Love. Yeah, for sure. All right, so this past week we actually had a lot of mailbag questions come in, so we're going to go ahead and get into that. So they were all from Facebook. We have a pretty nice Facebook page if you want to check that out, might as well. Our first one is, what happens to LeBron? What happens to Cleveland if LeBron leaves? And it's by Benny Minish. And I'm probably going to butcher all these names, so if you're listening and you, you put it out, let me know next time how to say your name. doesn't really matter. So what happens to Cleveland without LeBron, assuming he leaves? If LeBron, if LeBron leaves in free agency, we are going into a full rebuild. I don't think we'll re-sign Isaiah Thomas. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll re-sign really any of the players that are on the roster right now. We might look to trade Kevin Love to get some draft picks. Um, that's an easy question. Full rebuild if LeBron's gone. That's not an easy question. I don't know what you're talking about because I don't think we're going to a full rebuild. We're not going into a full rebuild if we have Kevin Love under contract for the next two or three seasons because we're not going to be the worst team in the East. No, but you're going to be in the purgatory of the NBA not getting getting a solid playoff run or any good draft picks. I think think Dan – yeah, I think Dan Gilbert's okay with that. I think he wants the team to be valuable, and I think – the team's valuable as long as they're being in the playoff run. And I think with Isaiah Thomas and Kevin Love in the Eastern LeBron, Conference, you're in the LeBron, playoff run. If LeBron leaves, do you think we will re-sign Isaiah Thomas? Yeah. I don't think Honestly, we will. yeah. I don't, think we will. I don't think we will. I think we should, but I don't think we will. I it's think okay LeBron for you to be leaves. wrong. Right. It's the same for you. <laughs> but I think what she said about Dan Gilbert, he's very aggressive and he, he's obviously a businessman, so. If LeBron leaves, he might be looking to sell the team, and there have been reports of him wanting to sell the team. From Stephen A. Smith? No. That holds anything. This is my thing. Kyle, please please agree with me on this, but if you're a businessman, if LeBron leaves, you're not selling. It's the same thing with stocks. Right when a stock hits rock bottom, you don't sell. You stay in the course until you re-sign Isaiah Thomas you re-sign, you try to get like Avery Bradley, and then you hope that you can kind of recreate what Boston had. You're still with Jay Crowder on a good contract. I don't know. I just don't see a full-out rebuild happening. Well, right. I get that. But you you know what my aspect or my perspective of this is? Nobody wants to play in Cleveland without LeBron. I think if LeBron leaves, even if we – Oh, IT does. You sure? That's I mean, why he's building he this relationship be, with Dan Gilbert. That is yeah, true. He said he, he said earlier this season, he said earlier this season that he was brought in to be the playmaker. And I think that if he's the playmaker, him and Love would work things out, and they would be 
I mean, they were childhood friends, and I think that they would be able to recreate that chemistry. I mean, I'm not okay. saying that they the team would be like excellent, but they would be the top five seeds in the East. You really think so? I think they would easily compete with like Washington. Yeah. When LeBron doesn't play, this team looks terrible. Yes, but that's because all they know is LeBron. Right, so who's to say that's going to be okay when he leaves? Because Kevin Love is better than – Kevin Love is a more forceful playmaker without LeBron. He would – everybody would be – everybody would step their games up to a new level without LeBron, and that's because they wouldn't all be just spot shooters anymore. It I was – it's the same with Kyrie. I could – I would prefer us to – if LeBron leaves, I would prefer us to keep Isaiah Thomas, keep Kevin Love. But I don't know if we will. So my my answer to the question is, I think we go into a rebuilding stage. Kyle, I don't think I heard from you at all on this take. Uh, I I want to agree with you, Nathan, because I really do. I do think that the Cavs would look into re-signing it because he's Cleveland is probably the only place we'll get on a max contract because we traded for him, so we have some we already have something invested into him. Uh, with Kevin Love. He does still have two years after this year, so we could keep him. And then it and Kevin Love would be a great one-two punch if they were if they were playing off of each other without LeBron. Because I, I while LeBron is the greatest player in the league right now and probably the greatest player in the NBA history, it is hard to play with him, and it it is hard to change your game to play with him. Like you said, Kevin Love could be Minnesota Kevin Love again without LeBron on the team. Uh, secondly, I don't know if. Kevin Love will actually want to stay because he wants to win. Uh, so if he if he talks to the front office and says, I'm not staying, like you're not going to re-sign me after the next couple of years or after my contract's up, I think it would be in their best interest to trade him because uh, then you could actually get something from him rather than him just walking away, kind of like what the Timberwolves did with him. So... While I, I do think it would be in the Cavs' best interest to not rebuild and to use that Brooklyn pick if they don't trade it away to to start that rebuild all over again and try to keep Love and IT and to bring in a future star with that pick. IT will most likely stay. Uh, a lot of the other players will most likely leave, so the Cavs will have to try to get good players in free agency, which I think they can because if you do have a core of IT and Kevin Love, then you'll be able to do that. Um, but like I said, if Kevin Love doesn't want to stay, then it would be our best interest to trade him away. Yeah, for sure. I get that. So our next question, our next two questions are from Vicky Jones. What plans do, what plan does Cleveland have to fix the numerous problems they face this season? I honestly think we're all going to admit the same thing and it's going to be trade, but is that really what it should be? You know what I mean? Like we, this team needs to figure it out, and just adding players isn't necessarily going to figure it out. Vicky, your guess is as good as ours. Right. I'm going to go ahead and say that. All right. So with uh, <laughs> with that, since we have a decent amount of questions, we're going to hop to the next one. She also wondered, will they hire a defensive coach this season, and is Tyron Lue over his head? Yes, and no. I hope so, and yes. Bring it. You mean no? Business. You mean no and yes? No, I hope I hope we hire a defensive coach. Yeah, yes. but they said, will they? They're not going to. Well, that's why I said I hope. I feel. My bad. So I hope we do. 
while I don't think we will. I wish I wish Tyron Lu would actually pull a uh, Urban Meyer and take over, like Urban Urban Meyer for Ohio State took over play calling for the offense a couple of years ago. I wish he would do that for defense because when he was the assistant coach for David Blatt and in charge of defense, we had a pretty good defensive team. We did. Now Correct. with yeah. with him giving the uh, assistant coaching over to Mike Longobardi, who by the way is like my height, he's five foot six. So what does he know about defense, anyways? Um, it's not going to work. So while I don't think that they will get a new coach, I think Tyron Lue should really seriously think about uh, putting his defensive system the way he wants it back in. Let Larry Drew handle offense because if you think about it, when we played and Larry Drew was the interim head coach for a game. We had a really good offensive uh, game that, 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 that game. So I think he should take over defense again or at least have a little say in how we play, how we play defense. I, don't well, play I, I think he does, does he not? He's the head coach. Yeah, but, I, but when you're the head coach, you have more to worry about than just one aspect. So he may have a little bit of a say, and he said, we, he said that when they had David Blatt as head coach, and when he became head coach, he stripped it down and they made it basic. Wasn't it working beforehand? And we were 30 and 11 before they fired well, Dave Blatt. Yeah, what, what, what Vicky said. She asked if Tyron Lewis. He over is. His and, and that's exactly where I'm going with this. He is weighing over his head. Yeah, I, uh, I think that was a very good question. Spot on. Because I don't think many people understand that. And I think it was one episode where we went into how he uses timeouts and that maybe he needs to focus on the actual gameplay and the rotational uh, lineups, I guess, better. So I think he's over his head in that aspect too. And I think I, – I, I don't think either of us really know how much he's involved in the actual management of the team or if Kobe kind of keeps that to himself. But I definitely think that he would pr- – this sounds bad, but I think he may be better as an assistant somewhere. I think we all agree. One interesting fact about Kobe Altman, real quick, now that you mentioned it, it just popped into my head. Uh, the players and coaches said that he is way less involved than David Griffin was. Dan Gilbert is, he's pretty much the GM. Which I thought was very interesting. Dan Gilbert is, yeah, he's, he's more involved than Kobe is. I, I saw that. Fun fact. When will this team restart? This is from Delphin Benziga? Benzinga? That's... Hey. Th- that's something. That's complicated. When will this team restart? I mean, trade everyone except LeBron. So oh. I actually heard this earlier this season. I actually, it sounds crazy, but I heard, and it, this is pretty much my my trade idea is blow it up and get rid of all the key pieces and surround LeBron with a completely new cast where you can redo the chemistry. And I don't think it's that bad of an idea, but I don't think it's going to happen. It's not happening this season. It'll if if that is, it'll happen next season. You can't. But do that nonetheless, it's it's something that definitely should be considered. But it's not going to happen this season. See, so it, you may be waiting a while. I completely disagree with that. I don't think you should blow up a whole team when you have chemistry with certain aspects. I think you should trade a lot of players that aren't uh, gelling as well as they should. So like it Jay Crowder. Dwayne Wade's fine because he has a lot of chemistry with LeBron, but like Derrick Rose as well. I like Jeff Green, I like the way he plays. So like I think there's certain players, there's probably more players than, than not that you could trade, but I think the chemistry that LeBron has with uh, Dwayne Wade, Kevin Love, Channing Frye, Kyle Korver, 
Jeff Green right now. I don't think you can blow up the whole team because when you blow up the whole team and say you get a bunch of superstar players, for instance, it may look good on paper, like I stated before, but it doesn't always work as well as you think it does. Not every team can be the war Warriors where you just plug and play. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely it's definitely not a Warrior situation. So from Dwayne Watts for our next question is are they gonna trade for DeAndre and Lou? Realistically, mm. I'm not feeling it. Cause I think the Clippers are like, give us Brooklyn and we're like, no. <laughs> and then you hang up the phone. <laughs> um God, I wish. I wish we would trade. But the thing is, I don't know if I would want Lou Williams. I'm with you. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure how he helps us on both ends of the floor. DJ, please get him. But, I mean, Lou, if you want to trade him for JR, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, go for it. But I'd rather have Avery Bradley. But for sure, DeAndre Jordan, for sure. I think, I think the only way, I think we only get DeAndre Jordan. I don't think there's any way we can get Lou Williams. Yeah. I think the one key thing about it is that Lou Williams is on the best contracts in the NBA. So if you get rid of J.R. Smith, you insert Lou Williams. And I'm okay with trading away the Brooklyn pick. I don't – I mean, they have D'Angelo Russell back. I think they'll be mediocre. I don't think it'll be a top six pick, and I think all the stars in this draft are – I think it's a deep draft, but I think all of the game-changing stars are only going to be top five. So I'd be okay with – if you can unload JR's contract and bring in Lou and DeAndre, you would have to do a lot more. I mean, you would have to give them Shump, Fry, and JR, and maybe Thompson, because yeah. they just DeAndre's salary is like 23.5 or something. Mm-hmm. So that'd be – that's definitely something I would be interested in. I'm, I'm cool with both of them. Both of them. Both of them. I would love to have either one. All right. Next question. Why is J.R. Smith still starting? Why doesn't Lou make adjustments and get all the players involved? From Chai Chai, either Chai Chai or Chi Chi, Miss Neal. So why is J.R. Smith starting? I think it's because we do not have an ample replacement that wants to start for him. You know what I mean? Like Dwayne Wade doesn't – he's at the point of his career right now where I don't – I think he's comfortable off the bench and he's found that his home. And then for Kyle Korver, he just fits better on the bench, I guess. But I don't, to answer your question, I don't know. I guess it's just because there's no good replacement for Lou. You mean for JR? Yeah, take take the JR hit first, and then we'll do the second question. Well, like you said, Nathan, I don't know if anybody in the second unit wants to start. I think they're having a blast on the second unit because some nights our second unit is better than our starters. So I think the second unit has built up so much chemistry throughout the season that I don't think any of them want to leave it. But if if they do want to leave it, then I'd say start Corver or Jetty. I don't see why we don't start Jetty. I think that could be a good that that would be a good fit. I would I would prefer them to start Corver because you say that Corver really works on the second unit. I think Corver works better playing with LeBron. And if you think about the spacing that he provides, as well as the way he could theoretically play off of screens and pin downs and flutter screens from Love and him, that that leaves so much more open than the way Jr. and Kevin Love do it. 
because you really can't leave Kyle Korver. J.R. Smith has been struggling so much this season, you could leave him open and he'll miss. Mm. Right? I, I would rather have uh, Kyle Korver start. I would rather have J.R. not play, and I'd rather have Jetty come and play with the second unit. Yeah, that definitely makes sense on how that would run down. So, second question, why doesn't Lou get all the players involved? Do you think there's just not enough minutes to go around, or do you think that's something that Lou needs to fix? Because, obviously, we don't see any Zizek. We don't see any uh, – we hardly saw any Channing Fry. I thought we signed a two-way player, but I may have – I may be mistaken there. London Parentes or something like that. John Holland as well. So why why aren't we seeing much of them, I guess? I, I think they were more of just roster fill spots. Right, and I think there's just too too much minutes to spread around. I I don't think there's enough minutes to give to Zizic or any of those players. Now, if However, if, if with, with Jetty, I want Jetty to play. Um, I'm not sure why Lou is not playing. Maybe in the maybe in the midst of uh, Love's injury, Jetty gets more time. We'll see. Jetty should get more time, regardless. He should, but we'll see. Yeah, Chetty Chetty definitely needs some minutes, and that's kind of where I think whoever submitted the question's coming from because Chetty doesn't really get minutes, and Chetty's one of the better players. Not better, but he's he hustles, and you can see him hustling, and it's it's impactful. He's he's like a bigger version of Matthew Delavadova, which Delhi got crucial, critical minutes towards the end of his career in Cleveland. All right. Any uh anything to add to those? Play Jetty. That's it. Play Jetty? Yeah. All right. So I think that's all we got for our mailbag. We're going to go ahead and head over to our 21 Shump Street Picks of the Week. Now, let me remind you that this does not include the Heat game. Me and Kyle both predicted a loss against the Heat, and Jared predicted a win just for – to keep the record. Yeah, good luck with and, uh, love out, Jared. Have fun with that. Domination, baby. And for this week, we got a home game against the Rockets, an away game against the Magic, and a home game against the Timberwolves. We are away against the Magic, and then the next day, we are home against the Timberwolves, and that's our only back-to-back. So uh, what are we going with? L's oh across the board, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, my. L's. Just straight L's. Straight L's? Straight L's. Agree, Kyle? Yes. We're not going to talk you out of this one. No, you're not. All right, Jared. Man, this I did not realize our schedule was this tough. Um, Rockets. L. Dub. That's a hard Dub. L. Dub. What? Are you <laughs> out of your mind? Dub. Okay. Dub. Win against the because it's because I might be going to that game. And fun fact: whenever I go to a Cavs game, I've never seen them lose. Hashtag thirteen zero. Yeah, good luck with um, this one. So, Rockets W, Magic W, <laughs> Magic W, Timberwolves W. <laughs> so you're going four and zero, and Kyle's going zero and four. Wait, four. Oh, my bad. I was adding in the heat because you said they would beat the heat. Oh, then, yeah, I am going four now. Okay, so then Boy. <laughs> I'm going loss against the Rockets, win against the Magic, and loss against the Timberwolves just like it should be. All right. I think that's all we got for this episode. It was fun recording another now. episode with my guys, and uh, 
I hope you listen. And we're actually dropping an episode tomorrow too. So be on the lookout for that. Peace.